0: In John chapter seven, we find an occasion of the feast of booths. Now, feast of booths was one of those sacred occasions, solemn feasts that God had commanded the sons of Israel to go up to Jerusalem every year and celebrate. The feast of booths was basically came to represent a time when God would restore Israel, and there would be restoration of the world in its entirety when the Messiah would come. And so to put this in perspective, Jesus came declaring, claiming that he was the Messiah. And that's the reason why Jesus did all of the miracles. The miracles were not done simply to help people. The miracles were done in order to prove his claim that he was the Messiah. Now, Jesus had brothers and I'm not speaking of his disciples because here in John chapter seven is not talking about the disciples of Jesus, but it is the, the literal brothers of Jesus, the brothers by his mother, Mary, Simon, Judas, and the like. Okay. And James. Okay. And these brothers who were physical brothers of Jesus, even though they saw the things that Jesus did, they heard the preaching and the claims that Jesus made. Nobody else was able to do the things that Jesus was able to do. Even those brothers, his own brothers, as the scripture will say later on again, yet they did not believe in him. That, in other words, Jesus's own brother brothers didn't accept him as the Messiah. So it is the feast of booze. If the feast of booze is a time when The Messiah, it it is a celebration of when the Messiah would come. He will restore Israel to her former greatness, even greater than what it once was. It would be the restoration of Israel and bring peace to the world. And so Jesus was claiming that he was the Messiah. And so now his brothers come in a sense, kind of throwing that into his teeth, saying, if you are really the Messiah, go up to Jerusalem. It's the time for the feast of booze. Shouldn't you show yourself to the world? And that's when Jesus responded in verse number six and simply said, it's not my time yet. Now, I'm not going to get into all of the nuances of that, but it simply mean Jesus is saying when Jesus would present himself. First of all, to Jerusalem in this way, it would be for his death. That's when they, that's when they would, he would die on the cross. The next time he would present himself, it would be in the feast of booze. But nevertheless, it's not the time for either one and the cross must come first. But then he said, but it is opportune time for you. And now here's where we get into that point of what did he mean by it is their time. And here's the point that I'm trying to make. The world cannot hate you in verse number seven. That's what the point I want to make today. Jesus said, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that his deeds are evil. And I'm I'm just going to stop right there because I don't want to make this video no longer than necessary. But what he said was, he said, the world cannot hate you. You see, his brothers did not believe in him. That is, they did not believe Jesus was the Messiah. They were not Christians as, as we would say it today. Or in other words, we would just simply say it, At this time, his own brothers weren't saved. You have to believe in Jesus as the Messiah in order to be saved. And therefore they didn't. Since they did not believe in Jesus, they were not Christians. They were a part of another system. That is the system of the world. And that's when Jesus said, the world cannot hate you. Why? because they are part of the world's system itself. Everyone who is not a Christian, and I don't care who they are, I don't care if they're Muslim, and I'm not trying to cause a slight or an issue about that, or I don't care what other world religion they are from. If they are not believers in Jesus, that Jesus alone is Messiah, Son of God, They are not Christians and they are therefore a part of this world. And therefore by them being a part of the world, the world never hates them. And if you actually saw this statement in the Greek, it literally says unable. The world is unable to hate you. It doesn't have the power for the simple reason. Anyone who is not a Christian, who is not a believer in Jesus is of the world. But now let me finish the point, but notice what Jesus continues to say, but it hates me. Now, when Jesus said it hates me, that word hates sale is in the present active indicative. And I'm not going to bore you with the Greek, but it simply means it is the continuous sense. The world hated Jesus. When he first appeared, the world hates Jesus. Now, And even all the way back to Genesis 3 and 15, God predicted how the world would hate the seed of the woman. What did it say? The seed of the serpent would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. That is Satan, the world system against Jesus, God's system and Christians. And these are categorized. Let me slow it down. Jesus categorized with his people, Satan categorized with his people. Satan and his people are the world. And what does Jesus teach? The world hates me. The world has always hated me. And again, Jesus would say again to his own disciples, since the world hated me, even without a cause, the world will hate you too. Now, my point is this. And he said this because their deeds are evil. That's why the world hates me because I testify, I speak, I say about the evils that are in the world. So now let me close on this. And this is an issue that I'm having. Christians today, we don't like to get be persecuted. We don't want to be talked about. We don't want to be singled out on the news. We don't want to be singled out by CNN, MSNBC, and all these other types of sources of being uh, bigots and discriminatory and everything else, haters, all the names that the world calls us. It's time for us to get over that for the simple reason Jesus says, the world will hate us. And here's the thing, the problem is, Jesus said they hated him because he pointed out their evil deeds. And so what we as Christians are trying to do is we're trying to be quiet, go somewhere and get into a corner. Don't make too much noise. Don't speak about the world. Don't speak about the homosexuality. Don't speak about the transgenderism. Don't speak about the sexual promiscuity. Don't speak about the God hating God rejection that we see happening, especially in this country. I have never seen such a time that this country hates Christianity. It hates the foundation of this country. It hates Jesus and all he represents. It hates God. That's why it hates the so-called patriarchy for the reason it hates God, the father. The Bible styles God as a father and you see all of this feminist foolishness. Jesus says when you testify of the world's evil, like he does, the world will hate you. It is time for us to stop trying to be accepted by the world. If we are Christians, let us follow in the steps of our Lord and Savior. Let us testify of the evils that are in the world. The world is going to hate us anyway. If you are Christians and belong to Christ, whether you're quiet or whether you make noise, the world has always hated you. And that's one of the root points that we see in the book of John. Jesus said what the Bible said he came unto his own. That is unto his own things and his own received him not. That is the world hatred by the world. So I pray for us as Christians to kind of I kind of want to say, get some strength, so to speak. Let me say it in a nice way. Get some strength about ourselves and begin to take the side of Jesus and testify to the evils of this world and stop trying to be friends with the world. Because I can hear James say these words, whosoever is a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God.